You're listening to Malka Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Pertinence punctuated and alhamdulillah on a pertinence punctuated. We have our very own uh, Sheikh Shreya Baila joining us. Uh, Sheikh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my dearest brother, Shafat Ahmed Khan. And all the listeners of the Merkaz al-Sahaba this evening, the voice of our Sunnah wal-Jamaah. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful day. Kept a little bit faster than yesterday. Uh, just, you know, as a token of uh, getting the books going before our Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we get in that state of fasting. So, Alhamdulillah, everything went on well, and uh, we had a few children fasting as well. You know, which makes it a good thing to watch your kids fasting at this moment in time. As we're getting out, heading towards there, but Alhamdulillah, you can see the children maintaining and keeping that Sunnah Shaf. No, absolutely uh, brilliant, uh, Sheikh Shreya Maida. And uh, as uh, the children emulate uh, the parents, uh, great indeed, and Alhamdulillah. And once the love for uh, fasting is inculcated, not only spiritually is it uh, brilliant for you, it's also brilliant for you as, uh, you know, your your physicality, your health. And, uh, you know, they say if you fast in three consecutive days, your entire body realigns itself, uh, the dead cells are taken off, and uh, you in ship shape. So, alhamdulillah, you know, look at uh, the hikmah of fasting, and uh, our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu had uh, made it so easy for us, uh, ya Sheikh. No, no, definitely, no, Shaf, uh, fasting is one of the most uh, uh, pillars that Allah has given us as Muslims. Health-wise, the very good one. Spiritual wise is even extremely good uh, because our Nabi Sallallahu has taught us to say Suyamu uh, Junna to say keeping fast is like you got a shield, and why you got a shield is simply because fasting has its own rules and regulations. When you fast, you can't just talk to people anyhow. Use FBs when you're talking to people, or just be arrogant and the rest of that. You humble yourself and make sure you do things right because you know if you do not do that. You're not in conformance of uh, the regulations of fasting, which means you're just starving yourself. So that's why it becomes be one of the most important aspects of our pillars of Islam, whereby Allah Ta'ala just decides that one whole month we should have that actually spiritual upliftment of fasting, where we change our way of behaving all the time, uh, even uh, the behavior that we do. The way we talk to people, the way we conduct ourselves when it comes to Ramadan, we change completely and become uh, different people, Shaf. So this is all actually an answer to say we are different people as Muslims. Our nature is to be good and to be giving and to be caring. That's our nature, Shaf. Absolutely, Sheikh Shoei Maida. And this evening we're discussing anger. And Hazrat Ali Radiallahu said it so beautifully. He says, anger is a fire kindled. He that lets it loose is the first one to be consumed by it. And, you know, anger is a signal that, Sheikh uh, Shoei that something is wrong and it needs to be addressed. And, uh, you know, uh, we know that people make uh, commit sins and commit many other things, uh, fraud and so forth. Uh, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, also is offer giving most merciful. But that anger, what anger does it? Uh, brings you to the brink of insanity. A person that's angry is he loses all uh, control. He loses all sense. And what he does in anger, sometimes you know, like it's a trance, is uh, is a shocking and it has its repercussions. And uh, sometimes he does something so heinous, such a crime that he may kill someone in his anger. 
that when he gets out of it and he said, no, did I really do that? Yes, you did that. So, Sheikh Shaybaida, perhaps uh, a little bit of your nasiya on, you know, not losing your cool, Sheikh. You know, Shaf, I mean, uh, you, I just brought in something that's very essential, most especially as we're crossing over to the month of Ramadan. I mean, we tend to be very angry, you know. Some, our anger is aggravated by certain, you know, life pattern that we use. You know, I'll give you an example. Some, if they run off that puff the whole day, Shaf, and come to the time when they breakfast, they go puffing, if stop them from there, they get very upset. Maybe during the day they get uh, temperamental because they didn't pull that puff. I mean, that's part of a uh, uh, creative uh, uh, mind that actually can draw you into doing things that are not necessary. And then you talk about anger itself. You know, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi once did advise one of the Sahabi who asked him, who asked him, say, Awsini. He said, oh, Nabi of Allah, uh, please give me the best of advice. And Nabi Sallallahu said, Farah Taghdab. He said, do not ever get yourself in a position that you lose your cool or you become angry. So he repeated this several times. Just as you said, you know, in uh, the rage of anger, people might do funny things that they're not supposed to do. You know, when a person is angry, you know, it's like a fire burning. And that's why it says in our deen, if you feel you're angry in that position, then go and make wudu. And maybe just cool yourself with a Torah card, uh, Salah to Shukran. And also talking to Allah, I'm, I'm angry, please help me calm myself down. I don't think this is good what I'm doing. I think we need to do that. Most of the times, yes, you can be angry because there's certain things that are done against your way and against how you do things. But the answer is not to be angry. But sometimes you're allowed. Uh, to be angry and upset and uh, you allowed actually a leverage of three days as a Muslim, you know, that you can get upset for three days, that even you don't even talk to that person for that uh, period of three days. But now thereafter, uh, the grace period is gone, you cannot be angry after that. See how beautiful our deen is, Shaf. No, absolutely, Sheikh Shoemada. You know, when you look at uh, human beings, uh, it is common to feel irritable from time to time. But if you feel this unusually, uh, you know, irritable or irritability, uh, you know, that comes on you and you're and on edge all the time, uh, you know, I think it is important that uh, you talk to maybe you know, someone senior in the family, or you talk to a, a very close friend, we talk to your alim or go to your imam of the masjid and talk to him. And it is important that you talk. Or maybe if there's a doctor in the community, you know, that you're very close to, uh, you should be talking about you and say, you know what, um, sometime I got this uh, uh, type of condition and that, you know, I'm this uh, boiling, uh, my radiator is, my radiator cap is coming off. Sheikh uh, Shoemaiza, what's your thoughts on that? Chef, you know, as I just said, you just gave in the solution there, you know, because you must remember, sometimes anger comes in because you're simply bottling up all the uh, negativity that's coming your way and you're not talking about it. And remember, if you just bottle up and uh, you don't talk, the day it explodes, it becomes a problem. So as you said earlier, you might end up uh, in that rage of a fit, maybe harming somebody and in the same position, turning the weapon to yourself and killing yourself too, which becomes murder. And then at the same time, you become a coward because Islamic are not allowed to take your life. And uh, actually, it's not good. As you said, there's quite a lot of solutions. You know, speak to your friends, somebody that is very close to you, somebody that will not judge you. Maybe speak to your ulama in the area, the one that you sit and have a chat 
with and uh, you can trust him to take your news and give you good advice or see a doctor. Maybe sometimes it can be a condition that is attached maybe because of uh, uh, blood pressure or maybe diabetes or whatever. That can be something that is contributing towards that. But uh, of the time, really, we need to try as Muslims to calm down and hold our cool. Before we react to anything that comes in, as we know, yes, there's every action as a reaction. But with, before we put in a reaction that we end up regretting later, then uh, it's better just to calm down. Uh, because our Nabi has taught us anger comes from shaitan and coolness and calmness comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So choose the latter, which is calmness and coolness. And if you feel you cannot audit, as uh, Shafa said, that the cup is getting off the radiator, then go make wudu with ice cold water. After that, sit on Umsal and speak to, to Allah and say, Ya Allah, this is my situation. Please assist me and guide me that I do not do something that I'm going to regret later and just help me to calm myself down and see the light. And that way, Shaf, inshallah, we won't see uh, those feet, uh, th- those rages. We see something uh, that is totally different. And I'll tell you, Shaf, the moment somebody upsets you so much, you must remember they look for a reaction how, you know, you go into that rage and you start uh, shouting or swearing and screaming. And the moment you make that door and you calm down, you know, the person will feel foolish because, you know, you must remember they say uh, the only way to argue with fools is just to keep quiet. So, I mean, they won't even do anything. They'll feel so uh, small that, you know, I tried to get this person angry and they didn't get angry and they just look at me. They went made wudu and read salah. Instead of me pissing them off, I made them get more rewards because they made wudu rewards and they go read salah, which is the reward as well. That's how we should be doing things, Shah. Uh, you said that beautifully there, you know, anger. Okay, you said silence is the best answer to fools. Yeah, you know, they, you just keep quiet, and silence is golden. But you know, uh, when I was growing up, and maybe you know, maybe you too also, that uh, you know, people never lost their cool. Uh, you know, aggressive and uh, impatient, and so forth. And maybe you know, they say the Wi-Fi, or if they don't don't get their way, they bring the roof down, and so forth. And also, you know, you notice that uh, the new world disorder where farms are deliberate, uh, deliberately being shut down and, uh, you know, the laboratories are coming to the fore where your meat is being uh, manufactured, actually, in laboratories, uh, your tomatoes and your, your different vegetables. Uh, they want to bring the world uh, into such a disorder like the, the Jolly system. You'll have to get your food from them because if you're planting seeds nowadays, um, uh, the type of tomato you get, you can't replant it. Uh, it uh, there's no seed there. Uh, they have a monopoly over the, over the seeds. They have monopoly over uh, energy and, uh, you know, your rights. Uh, they, they, they violate your rights. Uh, they, they give you an, an alternative. I mean, not alternative, the option, no, even options. They give you a regulation. You're with us or you're against us. And if you're against us, we slowly but surely throttle you and we uh, wipe you out of the system, uh, Sheikh Shreve Maiza. No, no, Chef, uh, exactly. This is where actually as a um, as an ummah, we need actually to devise on actually uh, the sequence of doing events in ourselves as a ummah. You know, we do have enough funds in the Muslim communities, you know, in our zakat coffers. These organizations need to come and sit together and uh, start thinking, where can you buy big farms and start farming? You know, start raising animals where they should be done without actually involving all these uh, funny, harmful chemicals in those animals and actually supply it halal in the way way it's being raised and way it's being actually uh, supplied. We need to start thinking about that because if we don't do that, definitely we will be eating things that are not, we don't know where they're coming from. 
And, uh, you know, as you said, uh, you become what you eat, Chef. So you see today our children, I'll give you an example. When it comes to solar, they're very sluggish. The one God eats a line early because simply of the chemicals that are there in the food, they're making them go, hey, why? You know, when Adhan is going, it's like an irritation because now it's going to be time where daddy and mommy, they're going to say no internet, no TV. You know, they get irritated and sometimes they want to eat salah, they would eat without Udu because they're just doing it for the sake of doing this. You know, if we don't do it, we have an, an issue with our parents. So it's time we need to look into that as an ummah. Really, I would advise that we need to sit together. The ulama needs to come together, sit with our communities and start discussing which ways can we actually explore ourselves in the way we, we can look for some kind of sustenance that we ask aloud to our sisters and we get something that's a little bit pure than what we're eating now. You know, every food that you have today shall is GMO, genetically modified, you know, uh, food. So, yeah, we need, uh, we need ready to to get uh, ourselves together and get our acts together that we do things right, Shaf. You know, Shaikh Maiza, you uh, make a lot of sense, but you know, when when you interrogate anger, anger, you know, doesn't come out of nowhere. It's uh, not an uh, original emotion. Uh, if, if you really look at it in one degree or another, anger is our response to whatever, you know, endangers us or something, uh, you know, that maybe because of our pride and our ego, and uh, the type of upbringing that we have. And anger is a reflection of uh, maybe from uh, the, the type of family you come from or the type of taqwa you have or the type of, uh, ab- you know, upbringing and so forth. What's your thoughts on that? Anger is something that uh, shows that you do not have a, a refined disposition and maybe your taqwa or, you know, your, your Islamic teaching, there is a... Uh, uh, you know, uh, and and anemia in that actually, <laughs> Maida. You know, Chef, uh, if you talk about Islamic system of education, Chef, you know, this is where sometimes things like are not going right. You know, the children are actually not being taught what they're supposed to be taught. I mean, let's be let, let's be frank on that one. And uh, the Western society has made it a point that your children must actually leave Islam and must forget Islam. They go to school in the morning, they do work at school and come back home. The homework is more than the work they do at school. So who's going to be doing that? You and me, we have to be doing that. And now we go to our madrasa setup, our system in madrasas. We are not catering for the changing times, the way the world has changed. We're still stuck in the old days where the children could listen to us and we forget it today, children don't listen to us. We need actually to revise our syllabuses and go through them where maybe at least if we continue to say the first year of children in Madrasa, they learn how to do wudu and uh, they learn about taharat and they learn about the salah itself. Then come to the second year, they learn about things, basic things, you know, about our communities and societies, how to live as a Muslim. Then year three, they learn about Islam and uh, uh, dealing with societies in terms of business, you know, Anything that involves people together as a community, children start learning that based on information that is in the Quran. I think once we do that, we'll prepare our children to face this world. Because now we know the moment they reach grade five and grade six, we're all losing our children. And there's no two ways about it. When your child is in grade five, going to grade six, you've lost the child. Because the amount of homework, as I said, is too much that the child won't even be able to read Salah because they have to do homework when they come home and they end up finishing homework nine o'clock in the night 
and they go back to sleep, wake up early, they show some outstanding homework they have to do it, and they go back to school. Weekends, the child is exhausted, no time to do anything, they just want only to sleep, or we let them go play the whole day, which is not helping at all. So we need to look into our syllabus shop and what is it that can benefit our children. What is that you want our children to learn? If in case they drop off from Madrasa at grade six, grade seven, what have we made of our children? That is what we will be looking to. You know, if you look at our syllabuses today, Sheikh, even the children reaches grade eight in Madrasa, you ask them what is Durum after that, Sheikh, Sheikh, they're not learning that to understand what is there. Now he's just learning for the sake of passing Madrasa exams so that I, I go home, I don't get shouted at. But you ask them, one year later, what did you learn last year? Nothing they've learned from uh, Madrasa that they know. So that should be another part uh, that we should tackle these issues today. And as we said, Shaf, yes, anger uh, comes from uh, ourselves, our type of society, and how we perceive things sometimes. You know, uh, Our mind, when it goes very narrow and, and, and small, it becomes a problem because then you don't understand when anybody says anything, that even if it's constructive, you feel the person is against you. And what happens after that, then it triggers that anger where you start getting upset and uh, throwing a feet and the rest of that, which we shouldn't be doing. I think we need to start coming down and uh, maybe learning to understand if somebody is talking, listen to them and let them finish what they're saying. Because sometimes in listening, you always get answers of what you want and the one be uh, need to get upset and to be angry, Shaf. Yeah, good point there indeed. Uh, but uh, there are certain conditions uh, where you can get angry, yes, actually, by the, uh, maybe you can, uh, you know, give me your opinion here. Uh, maybe it is right to, uh, that we get angry uh, with, the, you know, your garden boy, you told him to not to cut that bush and he cut that bush. Uh, you know, you need to reprimand him. And maybe if our street, uh, children are crossing the road without looking left and right, uh, maybe it uh, makes sense for us to get angry with them. And, uh, you know, if, uh, someone's driving like a lunatic in the town, are we allowed to get uh, angry with them? And uh, maybe someone's, uh, you know, uh, maybe the Zionist regime uh, perpetrating a, a genocide against the Palestinians, are we allowed to get angry? Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Eshe? Yes, Chef, there is a t- uh, times where you are allowed to get upset. But as I said, we still have to have actually wisdom in how we get angry. You know, if somebody is uh, driving like a lunatic in our streets, we don't stand up with stones and start swearing in front of our children, showing, expressing our anger. That we won't be able to resolve the situation. Find a way to stop the lunatic and speak to him and tell him, listen, what you're doing is not right. If you have to drive that way, go in the freeway and drive that way. We've got small children uh, that plays in these roads here, so please make sure when you're driving, you do it in a good way. You speak to the person if they were so arrogant, they will learn to understand, to say, no, these people got respect for me. And because of the respect you showed to the person, they will learn to understand. The same with children. You get upset with them and you explain to them about this, uh, just crossing the road without looking left, right, center, or walking in the in the supermarkets, in the in the roads, in towns, with headphones on, listening to music, also even listening to, you know, that you can't get upset if you're talking to them and uh, they're still doing it. What you can always do after that is to take away the phones and the headphones. Say, so you're going to town, wherever you're going, nobody takes the phone, they leave the phone at home because that way you'll be able to concentrate. So the same when you have any other thing that triggers anger in you uh, from your children, from yourself, then you find a way of dealing with that in the way that actually 
it becomes a lesson for the uh, person that the anger is being subject to to understand why you're getting angry, but not just be angry for the sake of being angry or to show that I can be angry when I'm angry, I'm a lion, nobody can come near me. That way it won't resolve anything. Because you must remember, as we're growing up, every time the anger always be there. That will never go out from us. But how we manage it is what is important, Shaf. A good point there, Sheikh Shreemaitha. And, you know, as in San, sometimes, you know, uh, we need to question ourselves. You know, if you find ourselves angry about getting snubbed uh, on maybe some people on social uh, social media or being cut off in the traffic or going unrecognized for work or having an uh, uh, idea, you know, or an idea shutdown of, you know, this feeling of, of, of being uh, unappre- uh, unappreciated uh, and so forth. And the problem might be that uh, we have an inner problem that, uh, you know what, we feel that uh, the world owes it to us, and perhaps uh, we are narcissists. Uh, your thoughts? You know, there, Chef, you can just turn your attention. Whatever I want to do, what is good, I want Allah to appreciate me and Allah reward me for that. Once you have that in mind, Chef, that let me put Allah face on whatever I do and ask Allah that I will be talking through him and I'll be doing my work through him, which means I want to do anything that is good. In that way, you wouldn't you wouldn't bother if somebody does not appreciate your work because you know already where you're directing your work. But sometimes when it's directed to say, I need to do this way for people to see me, how good I am, how good I can do this. And that's where sometimes it goes wrong. I'm not saying we mustn't be appreciated. Sometimes an appreciation shop becomes a token of actually encouragement to people. So we need uh, to have that habit of appreciation appreciating what people do. That way, actually, you actually leave the anger from the person as well, because you must remember if somebody is doing good work and there's no sort of appreciation, the person might do it one day in anger. Instead of doing it right, do it wrong just to upset a piece of somebody because why, why should I do it well? Because people don't appreciate it. So we must avoid that by just showing appreciation. But as I said, if you put everything you do that I want to do it to my best of my ability, just because I know Allah will reward me for this, then that should be the best heading for us to do anything what we do. And inshallah, Allah will never uh, let us go without being paid or without being looked at at whatsoever good we do for his pleasure, Shaf. I mean, uh, Sheikh Shreemaitha, absolutely uh, brilliant uh, conversation with you as usual. And, uh, you know, we have reached that time uh, where you have to uh, give your parting words. Uh, what's your parting words uh, this evening? Chef, what a beautiful topic. I mean, uh, our Nabi Shalom has taught us to say, you know, never allow anger to overtake you because once it, t- it overtakes you, it's the same like shaitan riding in your body and like you're using it for his uh, uh, own means of abusing your body. So try and be calm at all the times. Don't get upset. It's actually an advice from one of them who knew better than us, who was our leader. And definitely also if I said was what only was revealed to him, but he never spoke of things that he desired. And to show our love for him, let's accept and learn from his teachings. As Shafi always say, that should be our bottom line. You have a beautiful uh, and a lovely uh, evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.